Wanted to talk about the Bengals kicking game in this edition of In the Trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics. So I thought, who better to talk about that than Jim Breach, Bengals' all-time leading scorer, kicker extraordinaire. And we caught up with Jim Breach and talked about Drew Christman's initial action, his pro debut, how excellent it was. Talked about Money Mac, his ability to kick in seriously poor conditions in Pittsburgh. Crowd noise, poor field conditions, windy, cold. And we talked about a lot of other things with respect to the Cincinnati Bengals because Jim Breach is not just a kicker. Jim Breach played quarterback, played point guard, was a shortstop in baseball. Jim Breach is an athlete. Jim Breach knows his sports. It's fun catching up with Jim Breach. Thanks very much for joining us in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics. And we're here with the all-time leading scorer for the Cincinnati Bengals, none other than the legendary, iconic Jim Breach. Jimbo, what's up, my man? Hey, Lapp. I've never been considered in the trenches. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) We got that close to getting my head pounded in. (laughs) You're looking good in the trenches, my man. You really are, you know. It's good. Oh, uh, so what do you think of your, your overall assessment? I mean, we had the bye week, the coaches, you know, look back on things and they self-scouted and, you know, they've uh, like this, don't like that, whatever they're doing. And they probably, here's what we need to do better. Here's what we're doing well. What's your assessment? You've got a, a great eye for football. I mean, you've been around it your, your entire life. As you look at the Cincinnati Bengals just after the, the bye, they had that first uh, game after the bye against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's your assessment? Where are the Cincinnati Bengals in your mind? I think they're really trending in the right direction. Uh, really starting a few weeks back, I think that Atlanta game really got them going. You know, they threw the ball great there. Then they just fell apart in Cleveland. I, I don't know if it's a matchup issue or what it seems to be against the Browns. Then Carolina, who's tough against the run, they run – over them. So now you've had one game you threw for almost 500, then you run for two something. So how do you defend these guys, right? So, and I think this showed here this week, Pittsburgh was tough, pretty stout against the run, and they were able to throw the ball all over the field. And that's without Jamar Chase, uh, you know, in, these, in a few of these games. So, you know, they're certainly trending, and the defense has been good all the way through. I mean, they, these guys just play well on defense and getting Reader back. Awuzie uh, being out really hurts, but right. Cam Taylor Britt now is getting a few games under his belt. So uh, I, I think Dax Hill, this would have been great for Dax Hill to have some time. So overall, doing great. And I think the weak link, I think that's one of the things we're going to talk about is, uh, you know, Kevin was really struggling and he even admitted it. He said, I, you know, I'd be great in warmups. I'm great during the week. And for whatever reason, I was getting into the games and, and really struggling with it. Now, I don't know. Once they started suiting up Chrisman, because they were heading in that direction, but suiting him up in pregame, right? I'm not sure how that impacts anybody. You know, and everybody would say, "Well, you know, you got to do your job." Well, ultimately, you want to do the job that's a winning job, and you want to put your guys in the uh, place to be successful, right? And I'm not sure uh, having competition. It's com- It's a competition. It's not a competition. 
if he's if he's suiting up kicking, then it's a competition. And for whatever reason, Kevin was struggling, and they made a move, and and boy, he just did a great job. Had yeah. a great game, and it, and you know as well as I do, that's probably as tough a place to play as there is in the league. You know, they're crazy there. It's not a great field. I mean, you you were, we were talking earlier about the different games they had played even before they got to Sunday. Right, feels completely chewed up. It's windy, it's cold, and you can't even hear yourself think. So overall, he handled that beautifully. Now, conversely, probably the fact that he got those warm-ups in pre-games and got to do that and do the team thing, and and he's been doing it all along, he was probably more ready than many guys would be. Because a lot of times, you don't get the you, – you guys are coming in from the street yeah, and having to step in, and it's, it's nice for him – for Drew that he didn't have to. And I think Kevin's handled it particularly well. He was on the sideline helping him out. Uh, and, you know, wind conditions obviously are crazy. So I give I give Kevin all the credit in the world. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things where self-scout, right? You go on to buy, everybody's self-scouting. And, and Kevin self-scouted himself, and he talked about it. And, you know, they're, they're going to do what they need to do to find wins, and they found it. Kevin, uh, like you talked about uh, during the game, was I guess what you'd expect Kevin Huber to, to be and to do because he's a great human being and he's he's providing sweats, you know, uh, for Crispin to, to to wear. He's making sure that Crispin gets the first uh, football that he kicked uh, for a souvenir. You know, he pulls it aside and he gives it to him after the game. Just doing all the things that you know he thought he would it would be great if he were in that situation, if somebody had done for him, he's doing it for Crispin. I mean, that's just the kind of guy Kevin Huber is and the kind of teammate Kevin Huber is. That's why Kevin Huber has been part of the Bengals organization, not only a great punter, but just a great guy. Right. I mean, he's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it's such, I think back to when I was competing in with the Raiders back in 79, I'd gotten beat out in 78 and that was different because he, the other guy and I were, we, were, we got along fine, but, Earl Mann just, he was an older, he was older. Yeah. Was, it was interesting. He was the same age I was when I got cut my last year. <laughs> uh, and he was really old to me then. Right. But he treated me, I mean, he would, he'd say, where do you want to kick from? He'd pick the muddiest, wettest spot he could find. Really? I mean, he didn't, he wouldn't talk to me. And what he, if he did, it just complete, you know, he was a jerk to me. And, yeah. and they were competing, right? So I decided that that was never going to be me. I wasn't going to allow that to happen because we're not we're not competing. Literally, we're not competing against each other because when I'm kicking, he's not kicking, and vice versa. So really, if if I can't do the if I'm not good enough to win the job, then that's on me. That's not on him. And I always tried to do that going forward with Doug, and and Doug did that, and hopefully that carried over when it got to Kevin. And Lee, you know, so who was, I can't remember who was playing there when Kevin got there. So anyway, you know, let's treat people the way you want to be treated. At the same time, compete your butt off. Yep. And then show, put your, you know, put your best foot forward. And if you think you're good enough, you got the confidence to go out there and do it. You've been doing it all these years, then then go out and do it. And, and that's what he's done. And uh, so he's not kicking that day and he did everything he could to help out Chrisman. And that's, that's a great team player. You're absolutely right. Kevin's a great guy who has had a phenomenal career Yep. and doesn't mean it's over. I mean, Chrisman might be 
the guy winning out this job. That doesn't mean Kevin can't go kick somewhere potentially. Mm-hmm. If it works out for Chrisman here, then he, he won't necessarily not have an opportunity somewhere else too. Like you said, uh, treat people the way you want to be treated. That's the golden rule, you know, and the golden rule applies uh, even in football. It applies in life. I mean, if you treat people the way you'd like to be treated, most times it's going to work out. There's there's no two ways about it. Like you mentioned, Crispin in the, in this game with the wind, the terrible field, the crowd noise and all that, um, he, he, he performed – Two, two punts, not only inside the 20, inside the 10. He pins him at the five-yard line. He pins him at the nine-yard line. The five-yard line, he mishandles it and almost gets tackled for a safety. Right. He does get out of there. But his his numbers, I mean, he averaged 50 yards a punt, 44.7 net. Those are those are pretty significant numbers uh, for, your, for your first game punting in those kind of conditions. But he's from – he, play, he punted at LaSalle, went to Ohio State. So this wasn't foreign to him, right? I mean, how big an advantage is it in your high school and collegiate career you may have faced some of these conditions that he faced? You know, you're 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 punting at the big house against Michigan at the end of the year when it could be, you know, blustery and cold and all that kind of stuff. Having gone through those kind of experiences, do you think that was a, a big prep for him? Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, there's a whole bunch of colleges that have a lot more people in the stands than they have in the pros. Right. And if you're playing in these big games and Ohio state played in, you know, they're up for the national championship every year. Every year's a huge game, the Michigan game, obviously the difference is yes, he's been in that environment, but when you start getting paid, (laughs) it, you know that, right? Some guys can handle it. Some guys can't handle it. And because you, in the back of your mind, if I mess up one time, they're going to cut me, and then it just becomes a panic attack. Uh, whereas in college, they cut me. Well, okay, then I just go sit down. The next guy's up, and you know he'll probably mess up, and I'll be back. Right. So it, it's a little bit different, and but he's he's prepared. He's mentally prepared, and the fact that he's here, he li- he's from here. He's got he went to school nearby. I mean, that's all positive, and the whole yeah. thing is really it's really been a positive situation. You know, they, we knew, we all knew that they were going close to coming close to making a decision that might supplant Kevin. Yep. But in the process, they brought him along. So he's actually been there the whole time. And I think from that standpoint, for your first time out when you've already, it's, it's nothing new, right? You've, or you're now in the game, but you've been doing everything else with everybody all the way along. And that makes a big difference. Just like with Adam Midas, when he came in, he was already there. He wasn't off the street. He'd been going through everything everybody's gone through. The critical part with Christmas was the holding. That became a moot point also during training camp because he did such a great job. So, Yeah, you're right. It's it's funny. It's just like, you know, it, it's a job. It's like any workplace. If you've been somewhere for a year or a couple of years like Drew, you know, you've established some relationships. You understand what the routine's like. I mean, you, you, you fit, you feel like you fit, even, even though your, your role is changing, but I mean, having that, that comfort level, um, it was, was big. I, I thought, I thought it was a very, very good move for the Bengals to keep him on the practice squad and, you know, break him in as such. And, um, both ways, you know, everybody get comfortable with each other on, on every level. I think, uh, the whole thing was, was handled very well and, and knowing Darren Simmons and, 
um, the, the way he approaches things. I, I'm not surprised that he thought that thing through from, you know, Jump, <laughs> Jump Street to the very beginning yes. to where we, where you are now, right? Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, he is, he's so well prepared. And I can I can tell you from the standpoint of being that guy that came in off the street, I did it with, with the Raiders. Yep. Very uncomfortable. I did it with the Bengals back in 80. And that yep. was not necessarily guys were great, but you you feel like you got to prove yourself right from day one. You've got to be perfect. And that puts a lot of pressure on you. Whereas they've been watching him putt for two years. They know he's more than capable. Right. So then it's just a matter of stepping in and then we then if there's any animosity, you know, Kevin put a kibosh to that. It's like, no, we're gonna make this work for this guy and we'll go from there. And if, if the guy he's taking the job from is backing him or is he supporting him, not necessarily backing, but he's supporting him. Then uh, what's anybody else going to say? Yeah, well, it's interesting in, in in this football game coming up against Tennessee. This kid Stonehouse. Yeah. Oh, he's got a gun. He's got a cannon hanging off his leg, averaging fifty three yards a punt, best in the league, forty four point eight net, which is basically you know what Crispin did for one game. He's done for ten. Uh, yeah. That's fourth fourth in the league. Twenty one inside the twenty I, uh, leads the league. They are. They are pretty good in that department. That's going to be a that's going to be a very big battle to dictate, you know, long field, short field, field position. That's going to be interesting one to watch right there. It will be. Although they are giving up because of the distance he kicks it, they're giving up. I think almost nine between nine and ten yards a return. Yeah. So that means you beat one guy. That might be fifteen to twenty yards. As far as as, as long as. There are any fair catches caught after the ball bounces, then we're good to go. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, that was, that, that was, was you know, to back up the guy that muffed the punt and it went to the end zone. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he could just fall on that ball in the end zone because it was a muff yeah. and it would have been a touchback. It wouldn't have been a safety. I agree. I agree. They, they have to decide if the momentum of the ball would have gone into the end zone anyway, and he didn't take it in, right? Isn't that right. The, what, the, what the rule states kind of in that regard? You you mentioned uh, Chrisman holding, and he did an outstanding job there. And again, cold, windy. Yeah. Um, the field's not the greatest. You got to, you know, sometimes you're dealing with divots that you have to work through and all that kind of thing. Um, and then Money Mac hits from 54 in those, in those conditions and, 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 couple more over 40. I mean, the dude's crazy, isn't he? He is so talented. And, you know, had that little glitch for a couple weeks. Yeah. But I never concerned me. I mean, they just move on. And then because I really think that he'll probably hit 15 or 12, 15 in a row. You know, once he gets back in that groove, because his mess, even when he misses, they're always close. Right. It's not like he's hitting shanks or something like that. So, yeah, he's back in the groove and and way to do it in Pittsburgh, right? As tough a place there is to kick. Hardly anybody makes long field goals there and he made 3 over 40, 1 over 50. He just it, nothing bothers him and that's the biggest thing. And as a kicker, you really kind of have to stay pretty even keel just cuz you got to go out and do it again. And, you know, if you miss one, you got to go come back and do it. If, if the punt, uh, if you get a lousy punt, then you might have another one coming out of the end zone that we need, we have to count on you. So 
kicking, kicking is a little different animal. And, you know, it's funny because I, I see coaches every once in a while. These coaches will come and they get trying to get in, in their, their punter's head. They'll stand behind them or something. And I'm always thinking, you know, coach, I'm trying to prepare so I can become the best punter I can. You're over here trying to put this pressure on me. You're not allowing me to prepare. I'm yeah. not, you're not allowing me to do what I need to do so I can be the best I can on Sunday because you want to play some head game with me over here. Let me, let me be so well prepared that I, you don't have to worry about me having any head problem because I'm going to be so good going in. So it's these guys, sometimes they overthink themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It, it's interesting. Zach Taylor was talking about in the 54 yarder, you know, he, he was looking at Darren, Darren was looking at him and they weren't really speaking. You know, it's <laughs> like he said there was long pause there and, and Darren, then Darren looked at him and said, you want to kick it, don't you? And Zach goes, yeah, I think I do. I mean, because, you know, if it doesn't work out, they got good field position. Yeah, right. It's a, you know, it's a dogfight portion of the game. And, uh, but boy, when they had time to contemplate everything, they thought, Darren's like, look, he, he's making them from this distance and warm-ups. That's not the issue. But that unspoken word, when they looked at each other, it's like, mm, yep, let, let, let's, let's do it. Let's get it done. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's a definite sign of confidence. There's a, uh, there's no question about that. And, uh, in money Mac, he certainly did live up to it. Isn't it interesting though? It was the head coach. Usually it's the special yeah, coach. Let's do it. He can make this, but yeah. the head coach saying, I, we want, I want to kick it. Yeah. That's, that's that says a lot right there. It does. I mean, if it, it, you know, Randy Bullock pretty well, and, and Randy's had a very, you know, long and, prosperous career in the national football league but if it comes down to it i mean if it's a last second field goal you know i'm i'm leaning toward money mac i know randy's hit some there's no question about it he's had some incredible kicks during the course of his career but man money mac's tough to bet against isn't he oh he's amazing i love i, I just love his confidence and it's always good when you go when he goes out and you know he's going to make it you just feel confident you're you're almost shocked when he misses versus the other way around where he made it. I can't, I can't, he actually made that kick. Yeah. No, it doesn't work like that with him. When you, when you look at it and we were talking about this a little earlier too, the Tennessee Titans, I mean, they're not a scoring machine. They average right. 19.3 points a game and they give up 18 and a half. There's an eight point differential uh, in, in, in their favor and points scored against points allowed yet. They've won seven out of eight games. You know, it's like, so they're winning a lot of close football games. So it's coming down to, field position, special teams, who's going to kick successfully, who's not. Isn't that going to be a big, big factor in this football game potentially? Yeah. I mean, isn't the league generally just saying records for close games, like seven points or less or eight points or less? Yeah. But that's all, you know, as well as I do, field position is always a factor. And, you know, punting well, keeping them inside the 20, make them, you know, the Bengals went twice, went over 90 yards, which yeah. if you look at the stats, that's like – astronomical to have two of those in a game like they did and and do it as well as they did have one third down and two drives over 90 that's crazy it is that's not, that's not typical what's more typical is you're going to beat it out somewhere in the middle of the field between the 20 and the other 40 and you're going to have some punts they've punted the ball like the fourth most in the league so they're getting off their people are getting them off the field and I think they just rely on Derrick Henry to wear him down. 
Mm-hmm. And then the defense to play the stellar defense. And really, it's in the red zone, keeping people out of the end zone. I think has been their hallmark as much as anything because they're giving up quite a few yards. Uh, you know, they're they're well down from where the Bengals are as far as yards per game, and most of it is in the passing game because they're what first or second yeah, against the runs. They're only giving yeah. up like eighty-two yards. Yep. So they're giving up two hundred and fifty or sixty yards a game passing. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, and, and I think part of that is, like we were talking about, um, they grind it, you know, so they they minimize in your in your mind, you're saying, geez, how many possessions am I going to have left? The way right. they're milking, milking the clock, you know, and and it's like, man, and, and the key for them is they have to get off to good starts, and they do. They've outscored people by 30 points in the first quarter, 32 in the second quarter. So they're plus 62 in the first half. The Bengals are plus four. And then the Bengals are plus, you know, 49 in the second half. They've had to come from behind in some games. And and uh, the Tennessee Titans are, are minus 51. It's like people are having to throw it to come back against them. So they're not running it that much. And it's like, we don't have that many possessions left. We got to try to chunk them. We got to try to have some explosives. And that all plays right into their hand. And then the final component is like we've been talking about with special teams. You got a punter. That's booming at over 50 yards of punt and almost a 45-yard net. And he's putting you on the long fields to boot. Yeah. Now, you, know, you better get some explosives because you don't have much time. How many possessions do you have? I mean, you can't, you know, turn around and hand it off every snap. I mean, that is their that's their, you know, their philosophy of football into Mike Vrabel, and they do it very well. Very old school, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. So so you're gonna have to if you may have to throw the ball more. Then you've got that defensive line that wrecked havoc last year in the playoffs. And, yep. you know, Simmons has got six and a half sacks and Weaver's got like five and a half. Another guy's got seven sacks. And so they're spreading it. They're spreading the wealth around. Uh, although yep. if you think about Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh had seven in that first game with TJ Watt. TJ Watt was back. I think he, he had one sack, right? They split a sack. They split a sack, and then he bounced off Burrow on another one. Yep. So they did much better, and I would expect them to do much better. than. I mean, it's really different guys this year playing against them. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And, and, you know, people say, oh, you guys overrate this. Uh, I I just – I'm not sure. I mean, if, if it were reversed, I know how I'd feel about it. The Bengals went down there, knocked them out of the playoffs. Tannehill threw three interceptions. You know, he didn't take care of the football. Um, he had to go see a sports psychologist to get oh, no. over. I mean, it was such an impactful thing on him. Uh, and and there's no way that they don't want to have some restitution, man. It's like, man, you came to our place and you knocked us out of the place. That was the number one seed. They were in the number one seed in the playoffs. And the Bengals went down there and knocked them out of it. So, I mean, it's like ah, restitution time here. You know, here we go. Uh, you know, it's. This is going to be uh, this is going to be interesting. So the offensive line is going to go in. Okay, he's got seven. We're not they're not getting seven sacks again this year. We're not letting that happen. They've they've got something to play for too. I mean, we all and you and okay. So you get that going. My philosophy is once you're into the game and you get smacked around a few times, <clears throat> most of that stuff. Then you just play the game, right? Right. It's that first part of the game <clears throat> when everybody's fired up. And then, and then you kind of settle into the game. Yep. Get into the rhythm of the game, and 
you see where chips fall. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to be, it, it is, it's old school football. And uh, one of the big things is taking care of the football. And it, it, how about this, this weird stat with Pittsburgh? I mean, the Bengals went minus two in the, in the most recent game here, they just played and still won the game. They went minus five in the first game. They go eight quarters and don't get a takeaway against the Steelers. And they give it away seven times and could have and should have won uh, both football games, but they, they're minus seven against Pittsburgh and plus eight against everybody else. That's right. In the season, it is nuts. nuts. That is nuts. That is nuts. well. What is Pittsburgh? Plus yeah, seven Pittsburgh. against the Bengals and minus eight against everybody else. Yeah, and they're minus one in the season, no doubt. And that's going to be an interesting thing too, because very, very similar are these two football teams with respect to uh, the turnover department. Both teams have uh, thirteen takeaways, tied for fourteenth in the NFL. They're both right there with thirteen takeaways. Uh, Tennessee has 11 giveaways. The Bengals have 12. Tennessee's plus two. They're seventh in the NFL. The Bengals are plus one. They're tied for eighth. So the turnover situation is uh, is is fairly even, Stephen, as well. I, I think I think this game has the earmarkings of being another uh, you know another boy final. Who has the ball last? Kind of one possession game. I think I think it it could very well end up being one of those kind of days. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Although the Bengals. Bengals have played them pretty well. I mean, going back to Zach's first year, they came in with a, on a big win streak, and the Bengals handled them pretty well. And yeah, you know they've played them tough. I mean, there's some teams you match up. I think they match up pretty well with them. For some reason, they struggle against the Browns. Just the matchup there is a struggle for the Bengals. And so we'll see. Everything indicates it's going to be a close game. I like. A last possession game, and I wouldn't certainly been surprised. I thought that was going to happen in the, in the uh, Carolina game, also. That certainly didn't happen. And right. they've been playing everything they played was had been close at that point. You're right. And at halftime, it's 35 nothing. <laughs> that was crazy. 315 yards, and Carolina has 32. And it, well, even even Atlanta yeah. has been playing a lot of close games, and they'd beaten yep. Tampa Bay a couple weeks before, and. And then uh, the Bengals come in and put it to them. So, yeah, and and it's it's very interesting. I mean, the Bengals uh, point differential. I mean, they've had uh, let's see, in in four of their five wins, they've won by double digit. They've won by twelve points or more, anywhere from twelve to twenty one points in four of their first in four of their five wins. Tennessee, I mean, their biggest win is their last victory. They won by ten points, twenty seven seventeen over Green Bay. And then they get smoked by Buffalo and the Bengals, you know, their worst loss was to, to Cleveland. So every, both teams have had one stinker, uh, but, but overall on a week to week basis, man, Tennessee has been in a bunch of close ones. They, they have a pretty good understanding of how to finish those tight football games. There's no doubt. We shall see. I guess it helps when you have a 250 pound, just Ram, just like a train back there. You just wear people down and late in the game. Yep. In my mind, it all comes down to, oh, he's he's a freakazoid. I mean, he's a Martian. He's not human. It's crazy. (laughs) But the Bengals, last year, they held him to 60 yards. And, uh, you know, he made a little over three yards of carry. Um, And what they did was, he, they made him make his first cut behind the line of scrimmage or worst case scenario at the line of scrimmage. You let that beast, like you said, 250 or, or plus, at the second or third level, full steam, and he hasn't had to make a cut yet? Are you kidding me? 
You're in trouble. I don't care how many people you throw on there to gang tackle him. He gets that head of steam going, man. You got to make him run east and west. If he's if he squares them up, those pads up and is going north and south, he's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> a big time problem. He is. It'll it'll. Yep. There's always something, right? There's always something. Everybody can play in this league, and you just don't know he's going to show up every week. And you hopefully you can start to play with some consistency, which the Bengals offense certainly has seemed to have done over these last several weeks, except for Cleveland, which I think they're on heading that way in that game. And then they get the tip pass and yeah. kind of went sideways from there. But yep. you know, the offense is clicking pretty well and whatever. And they're taking whatever they're being given. So in yep. Atlanta, it was the pass. Carolina, they were running the ball like crazy. Yesterday, they took away the run. So they they threw the ball down the field. Yeah. And, and Joe Burrow's doing such a great job of, uh, you know, Checking it down if he if he needs to. I mean, he's taking profits. You know, he's not trying to go for the home run. He's like, all right, oh, I'm I'm hitting my back, and then hitting him in stride where they can get yards after catch, and they're doing a lot of things uh, extremely well. There, there are no two ways about that. This one's going to be a an interesting football game, and man, not Henry. The thing about him, Jim, as big as he is, that dude can run. He runs you over and run away from you. That's double embarrassment. He runs you over and then he runs away from everybody else. I mean, it's, it's like it's Bo Jackson, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I tell you, we both were fortunate to play uh, for quite a while in the National Football League, and there's there's nothing better. It's great catching up with you and talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. And um, in my mind, when you came to the Cincinnati Bengals, I was like, this guy, he's he's the most different kicker I've ever been around. And I'm like, what his personality is like, he's, he's just, he's one of the guys. Well, you played all different kinds of sports. You weren't like a European soccer style kicker. Jim Breach was a, an athlete that just happened to be an excellent kicker as well. I mean, you were a heck of a point guard. You were a heck of a baseball player. You could do it all, my man. You know, I didn't play soccer. My my high school didn't have soccer till my junior year, and wow, it was during basketball season. I'm like, I love playing basketball. So, and then our our soccer team, we were such an integrated high school that ten of our eleven starters were born outside the U.S. Wow. So when you saw them practice, it's like these guys are so far beyond my what I could even conceive. Because they've been doing it since they were little kids. Yeah. They have one American board kid. They got him as a big kid. They stuck him in a fullback and they said, just run people over. And everybody <laughs> else did their thing. And he just kind of stood back there and beat people up. And they won the city title like five years in a row. Wow. So, but, so that was my only exposure, really, like, except for gym class. We all had a gym class. We had to do some soccer. Yeah. So I really it was watching Jan Stenerud or watching the Gogolax and just trying to emulate what I saw. Man, I'll tell you, that, that's a tribute <clears throat> to your athletic ability. You're you're an outstanding golfer, and how similar the mechanics of the leg swing and kicking as opposed to, the, you know, the hip turn and all that in golf. Is there, is there any similarity there? Totally. It's very, it's it's extremely similar. So when Bruce Coslett was my special teams coach in uh, 81, before, you know, before he became the offensive coordinator, that's how we would – he really didn't know kicking, but he knew golf. Yeah. We would all we would always equate it to the golf swing, and it made perfect sense because the same thing. You come out of it, you push it. If you hang back, you, you pull it. I mean, there's all these things that you do. They're the same thing that happened in golf. So, yeah, it was very similar. 
Well, you had a brilliant career. There's no question about it. You're doing a lot of great things. Um, Jim Breach, fine human being, first class, top shelf. Appreciate your time, and uh, we'll do it again. Anytime, Lap. Always enjoy talking to you, and always enjoy talking Bengal football. You're the At best. First Star Logistics, we're a very strict company that really puts the pressure on our employees. <laughs> Brakes? What are those? That's what I'm talking about, Icky. Get the body right, then the mind's right. You know, know, you gotta get that body right. That's right. right. Yes, sir. Become a star with a chance to earn the highest commission percentages in the industry as a freight broker agent. Check out FirstStarLogistics.com.